There I am. Good morning, legendary marketers. This is Dave Sharp. And this morning, uh, we're going to talk about something that you might at first look at and say, geez, what does this really have to do with me building a business? And I'm going to tell you something straight up and right up front. It has everything to do with you building a business, especially uh, during, especially in 2020, all right, during COVID and lockdowns and everything else that's going on and is piled up on top of already normal life stress, which is something that we all have in our own little ways. We're going to be talking to a marketer today, somebody that you may be familiar with. You may have seen him before online. You may have seen him here in our community. He's definitely a, um, a rising star. He's somebody who is becoming a legendary marketer in his own right. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and bring on James Neville Taylor. What's up, buddy? How's it going, Dave? Good to see you. Good to see everyone here. Well, uh, yeah, man. I, I, we were. Uh, I'm, I'm, ex I'm, I'm thrilled to be talking to you. I love to always talk about the topic that we're going to talk about today. Um, you, I want to jump right into this topic with you. I, you're, you're somebody who um, I've, I've met. I think it was in 2019. And I realized that we were kindred spirits in the sense that we've both had uh, rough times in our life that we are open and willing to talk about. Mm -hmm. And I think that everybody on this, everybody that's watching, everybody that's going to see this has had rough times. We've all had rough times, but sometimes we're not so willing to talk about them. And that's OK. The goal of today is that we want to help you to uh, be more comfortable to to normalize the idea that uh, maybe you have stress, maybe you have uh, mental health uh, challenges, maybe you are have felt or feel suicidal. Look, there's a wide range of different feelings and things that come up for entre particularly entrepreneurs, but also entrepreneur vets, entrepreneur moms entrepreneur dads and just people in general of course um you you pile on everything that's happened in 2020 and it's a recipe for uh disaster if self-care is not present and so we both know james right what it's like to not do self-care right yeah, we've been down that road before both of us um and and now we both practice it to the best of our ability, and, and I'm excited to hear the the sort of strategies and tips that you have. You've also got exciting things going on in your business. Just mm -hmm. to touch on that real quick, you're you're yeah. doing affiliate marketing, and you're and you're doing very well. You've been full time now with that for how long? Uh, since mid 2017. Mid 2017, you've been full time. You're you're not just full time, but you're traveling. Well, not so much during not lockdown, now, but, but yeah, I up was, until yeah. that point, you were all over the place, right? So affiliate marketing has taken you where? To a lot of different places. It's taken me to almost every continent uh, around the globe. And before uh, 2017, I hadn't even been on a plane in like 15 years. Mm. Um, and the last the last couple of years, I've been on. 30 plus tra uh, playing journeys around the world, traveling, stepping out of my comfort zone, pushing that little bit further each day, uh, each time I travel, each time I do something new mm. and uh, getting better and better. It's, yeah, it's been a, been an insane uh, journey over the last couple of years, but yeah, I'm, I'm all about, 
I'm all about spreading awareness around mental health, around suicide prevention and stuff like that. And like Dave says, kind of normalizing, talking about it, normalizing, uh, being able to open up and talk about it, I think is something that holds a lot of people back. Mm. Um, I think the main driving force towards suicide is the fact that people feel so alone. People feel like they can't open up to anyone, like they've got no one to talk to. Mm. Um, but if everyone only knew how many people actually struggle with these kind of things? How, um, how many people actually contemplate suicide? How many people have mental health problems? I think that they wouldn't feel so alone. They wouldn't feel so embarrassed and ashamed of it because it's something that we all struggle with. Isn't that right, Dave? Yeah. I was just listening to, I was just listening to um, the, an interview that was on, uh, I had my radio going on, on the way uh, into the office and, I was listening to an interview with the, the the CEO of Netflix, and he was talking about how the number one thing that that has helped him, uh, uh, particularly uh, both in marriage but also as a CEO, was actually going to marriage counseling. And what he learned was he ha he was a systematic liar, and the way he defined that was he said he would say things like family first, but then he would work all day and night. And, uh, you know, leave his family alone while he, he worked and dealt with other people's issues and so forth. And mm -hmm. the, the reason why I bring that up is because a lot of us look at going and taking care of our mental health and our emotional health and going to get counseling or therapy as as a separate thing, as a as a as a com we compartmentalize business and then we compartmentalize our personal lives and mental health. And what I found is similar to the CEO of Netflix, what I heard this morning was the therapy and the self-care and the recovery work. You guys know that I'm a recovering heroin addict. So I, I had a drug addiction and was homeless and I, um, I have to take care of my mental health as well. Uh, but that work that I've done has actually been the most powerful and beneficial work that has obviously not only benefited my family and myself, but it has also helped me to become a better marketer, a, be a, a better leader, a, a better um, employer, all of those things. Um, tell me what your experience is with, with, with uh, how, where the overlap has happened in taking care of your personal mental health and so forth, and how that has helped you as an entrepreneur. Mm. I mean, everyone, everyone has different things that work for them, right? Um, my, I myself haven't found the therapy counseling side of things that helpful. Um, but I know a lot of people do get a lot of benefit out of that. So it's all about finding out what works for you. Something that works for one person may not work for the next. Um, so as you know, my story, I, um, when I, I took an overdose back in 2017 and that was kind of my wake up call. That was kind of a punch in the face to say, wake up and get on with your life do something stop wasting your time and that was that was what helped me i went to counseling and stuff before and i didn't find that it was that helpful um so that was that was my wake-up session uh my wake-up call and um i spent every single waking minute after that uh trying to not only uh, convince everyone around me but myself that I could stand on my own two feet to have that belief that I could actually uh, support myself and do something myself so that was that was what helped me was kind of working on myself to give me that self-belief again because 
for so many years i believed i was worthless i couldn't achieve anything i couldn't do anything and it was that achieving that self-belief again that i could do something and having a goal having a direction to go towards so that's what that's what i worked on mainly was having a, having a goal to kind of build myself back up to where i could believe in myself again and i think that's what a lot of people struggle with especially when they're struggling with suicidal thoughts is they believe they're worthless they believe they're hopeless they don't believe um that they may be able to be good enough for something or they may not believe that they're uh that they're going to be able to achieve anything so what worked for me at least was having that belief in myself again that i was good enough and that i could uh do something and could and could make a make a change sure so um there had to have been some people that you interacted with along the way that helped to facilitate that i mean if it wasn't a counselor or a therapist how have other um, uh, people that you've worked with in in uh, new friends uh, particular family members certain people in your life um, would you say that this has been a, a, a journey that you've taken alone or would you say that it's been a journey that's been helped and facilitated and influenced by new people coaches i i don't know um, talk about that a little bit, uh, any sort of support system yeah. that you've used and, or, or rebuilt or built for the first time. Absolutely. And a good support system is key. Um, I, I certainly started off alone. Um, I mean, my family didn't really know much about what was going on mm -hmm. and, um, I never really opened up to my family too much. Uh, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes to open up to people around you because, they can uh, well-meaningly steer you in the wrong direction or stop you from doing stuff, kind mm -hmm. of trying to protect you. Um, but it may be not what you need to hear and maybe not what you need to push forward. So I definitely started off alone um, and for the first few months. But I had that drive to to make a change, to, 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 uh, to get myself from where I was to where I wanted to be. But then along the way, as I started getting into affiliate marketing, started getting into... Um, where I was, I found a, an amazing community which has supported me every step of the way. Um, and uh, without that community, I know I wouldn't be nowhere near as far along. And a great example of that is uh, the first time I was asked to speak on a summit. Mm. I um, I was so nervous. I literally said, "There's no way that I can do this. There's no way in 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 God's earth that I can that I can speak in front of a live audience. Not going to happen." And I went out. I bought a new microphone. I went out. I bought a new webcam and everything, and um, practiced it, rehearsed it, scripted the whole thing out, and um, and uh, uh, made it perfect. Right. Mm. <laughs> um, and uh, when as I was reading it, people were saying they could barely hear me. That they could hear me slightly but they had to turn up the volume they could barely hear me and at the end of it, it was about a 30 minute presentation at the end of it i looked down on my new microphone and i saw a red light on the microphone and i quickly turned the same color because i'd done the entire presentation on mute wow <laughs> an entire 30 minute presentation on mute but instead of being laughed at instead of being mocked instead of being discouraged and called an idiot which is what i was used to a lot of my life mm. um people were supportive people uh they allowed me to do a re-record that weekend um they just wanted to hear the information it didn't matter yeah. that i'd done something incredibly stupid <laughs> and messed up yeah. um it was it was really they were really supportive and they really helped me get to that next level and if they hadn't i i dread to think what direction that could have sent me in so so a support network is really really important yeah yeah 
Well, I, I find I find uh, an interesting contrast in my sort of entrepreneur journey. I feel that that on, the fellow entrepreneurs can, in one sense, be very optimistic. They can be very positive. They can be very supportive. But in the same sense, there can also be a lot of broken people, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and I think that that the reason why there can be a lot of when I say broken people, I just mean people that are are they're feeling lost and maybe they haven't addressed certain issues. Entrepreneurship tends to be something that oftentimes we run into thinking that it's going to be the savior for us. Um, something new, it's exciting. It's like a new relationship, right? Mm-hmm. Um, typically somebody who has a problem with, with having healthy relationships also has a pattern with starting new relationships, right? Because right. they always think, well, this one's going to be the, the answer. And so I've, I, I find myself, and I don't know about you, but I've had, I've learned about finding safe people and I've learned about setting boundaries and I've learned about when it's, 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 it's right to share certain things. And, and this is something that I've, I talk a lot when I talk about telling your story. Um, I think that there's a, a certain therapeutic effect of telling your story to a wide audience, but there can be a dangerous effect to talking to somebody one-on-one who's not a safe person, mm-hmm. like you were alluding to with a family. You know, sometimes family is is oftentimes the people who put the damage there. So they're right, not right. certainly going to be the ones who are going to, to help us to heal from it. Mm-hmm. But personally, I found that uh, telling my story like you're doing now and sharing openly can be very therapeutic. Um, have, have you found that same while of course being, being sensitive to myself to not go into things that are still open wounds, right? Mm -hmm. So if I have some open wounds, you know, I actually prefer, I, I enjoy therapy. I, I, I often find that, that people just, you know, for me, it took a, it's kind of like finding a business coach. It's, it's about kind of, working to find somebody that you resonate with and that you feel safe with and that you get benefit from. But, um, but that's fine. I mean, everybody has their own, everybody has their own journey. And, um, but I, but I do find, and I have found it to be healing to share openly, um, my, my journey, my struggles and it's also helped my marketing because mm-hmm. people feel more closely connected with me because I'm willing to be vulnerable. What, what's been your experience with actually beginning to share more personal sides of your life? Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I've struggled with kind of isolation a lot of my life. So opening up is not something that's come easy to me. But when you do open up, it's kind of like a weight has been lifted. It's mm. It's like, like I say, sharing and and realizing that there's other people going through similar or the same experience as you, it kind of releases a weight and it makes you realize that you're not the only one. Um, and uh, and like I say, that's something that I've struggled with because I've lived in isolation uh, yeah. a, a lot. Um, like I say, the the um, the therapy side of it, I haven't got much benefit out of um, the one on one stuff, but sharing with a wider audience has been has been very helpful and also regarding marketing as well like you say 
people don't resonate with people that are perfect if you try and portray yourself as perfect yeah uh, and you're the big i am then that's going to repel a lot more people than it than it attracts right mm -hmm. so sharing as well and sharing my struggles as well as my strengths has attracted a lot more people to me whereas yeah. if i tried to make out everything was perfect i'm sure it would repel a lot of people because it makes them sure. feel inferior right yeah totally how many of you guys are resonating with this? How many of you guys, ha uh, uh, you know, this relationship or this conversation is something that is is uh, you feel is needed more? I, I feel like um, I feel like this this industry and I think, quite frankly, every industry and James, a lot of this is just because, you know, over the years, this has become uh, less of a taboo conversation, you know, mm -hmm. you know caring for your mental health used to be considered a weakness but so did going to a doctor mm. back several decades ago right it was like the john now i don't know how what it was over in the uk but in america it's like i don't need to go to the doctor I'm John Wayne, right? John Wayne, the John Wayne effect is this kind of throw a cigarette in your mouth, puff your chest out and say, I'm fine. And when people tell me they're fine, I go, are you really? Or are you fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional, right? Mm -hmm. Because there's different, <laughs> there's different acronyms, I think, for words, right? Fear, face, everything, and run. Um, uh, or or uh, uh, f everything and run, um, or face everything, face and, everything and recover. Yeah, <laughs> I think there's lots of different ones. <laughs> yeah. So right there's there's um, you know I think we have a tendency though to kind of when somebody says how are you to say oh I'm fine I'm good, and 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 you know we see this playing out in in uh, in in politics we see this playing out in in social circles you know no. It, it, it's like, I think because I actually believe that uh, uh, many of us w are, were just raised in households that were either abusive or neglectful, or we just were raised in households that, that, that if an issue came up, it was just sweep it under the rug, put a smile on your face and act like it never happened. And so we weren't really taught how to talk about things. Can you relate to that? And it's not our parents' fault particularly. They were probably taught that same thing. Mm -hmm. And now in 2020, we have more information. Um, does that resonate with you? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and you're right. It's less stigmatized than yeah. it was uh, just a few years ago, but there's still a bit of a stigma attached to it, especially um, around men's mental health, where we're supposed to be the the tough guy and supposed to hide our feelings and emotions and stuff like that. So that's uh, that's what I'm fighting towards is to to um, break the stigma around it completely or help to break the stigma. I'm not like on a Superman mission to say I'm going to break the stigma around mental sure. health, but um, to at least help to to solve that problem and get the word out there that that it's okay to talk about and just raise awareness to, as to how many people are struggling with it. I mean, when yeah. I've spoke on stage in nine different countries so far, and every time I speak, I tell my story on stage and every time I speak, I get someone coming up to me saying, thank you so much. Yeah. Um, I resonated with that so much. Thank you for speaking out. And every time there's so many people that I speak to who are going through a similar or the exact same thing, but no one ever talks about it. And that's, yeah. that's, that's half of the, that's a lot of the problem is no one speaks about it. So they feel so alone. Yes. 
it it is it is brother it is the challenge you know uh I, I had a, a, a guy who's helped been real helpful in my journey. And he, he said that, you know, we got to grow ourselves up emotionally. And uh, many of us in society in general is all about gun show, baby. How do I look right. on the outside? You know, what am I driving? Where am I living? And I call it the dressed up garbage can effect. You know, you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig, you know, mm. um, I can, uh, and I've, I've had that challenge in the past with trying to mask how I felt inside with, uh, all kinds of different things, you know, money, property, prestige, all of that stuff, you know, success. Oh, if I can just be successful. And I think that's a big challenge for entrepreneurs, you know, marketers, we, we think, well, if I can just attain a certain amount of money, I'll get, I'll be happy. And it's like, until I, I really believe this is an inside job. I mean, and I personally learned that in my recovery journey. It's an inside job. Success is an inside job. You know, mm-hmm. I it's the, I talk about it all the time, the mechanics and the dynamics. The mechanics are what do we do? The dynamics are how do we do them? How do we feel? How do we process? You know, how do we get through our old traumas, habits, hangups? You know, are we willing to address them, take responsibility for them? Not that we were responsible for them maybe in the past, because as children, we're not responsible. But yeah. as an adult, we are responsible. So mm-hmm. we're not responsible for what happened in the past, but we are responsible for what happens in the future. And, um, you know, the the biggest courageous, most important move is to raise your hand and say, I do feel like that. There is something going on. I am hurting. I do have a problem. That's why that first step with addiction is so important. I do have a problem. And that's the hardest to, to say, I am a, or I am struggling with. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, do you, do you, do you find that that's, it's like once somebody acknowledges either yourself or others that you've seen the rest, it's sort of, why are those words so hard to get out? Do you think James? What? It's like, it's stuck in people's throat. It's like, I, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah, um, I think it's kind of a pride kind of thing and, and matching up to people. Um, and without getting off on a bit of a tangent here, I think uh, one of the big problems at the moment is people hiding stuff so well. People portray their lives as perfect, like these Instagram influencers you see and everyone portraying their lives as perfect and hiding all the bad bits. It's kind of a like, why why don't I have that? Why don't I feel like that? Why am I feeling so uh, some kind of way and not matching up to all the things that we're seeing on tv on these reality shows and what we're seeing on instagram and 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 so have you i think that's that's a big problem what do you think well i i personally think and i'm in i'm in this debate right now with what to do about it i think social media is toxic mm. now that's coming from a marketer who teaches right. to to create content on social media but I think it's toxic. That's what I think. I think that Facebook is toxic. I think, and we're on freaking Facebook right now. That's the duality that we're living with right now. We're living with this contrast, this duality. And I'm actually working on some things our team is behind the scenes to try to solve that for our clients, not in terms of how we market, but in terms of how we work, right? Um, You know, uh, 
I think I think you're dead on. I think that I think that it's a big problem for for human beings because little kids sit around and look at Instagram and compare and f- begin to feel bad about themselves even earlier than ever before, yeah, even earlier in life. I mean, that's this is starting at eight, nine, ten when they're looking at models and teenagers and all this kind of stuff and comparing to themselves. And then as adult marketers, we come into the industry and we we do it all over again or in a brand new way. We begin to look at such and such or so and so and we say, well, I can never be like them. Mm-hmm. And it's it's all bullshit. It's all of it, it. It You can't compare your insides to somebody else's outsides. Yeah. As a marketer, now uh, you know dealing with it as a uh, for for teenagers and people. That's a whole nother conversation. I want to keep this to to marketers and entrepreneur. As a marketer and entrepreneur, you have to focus on creating rather than consuming. You mm-hmm. have to focus on what you're doing in your lane rather than spending time scrolling, think watching what other people are doing. If yeah. you are watching yeah. what other people are doing, you have to do it in a way that you go into it saying, I'm going to look to pick up tips to model what somebody that's successful is doing versus getting into what I call comparisonitis. You can see I'm passionate about this topic. Yeah. So you opened up a can of worms here. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. And you should never, ever compare yourself to anyone outsides or insides. I think the only person that you should be comparing yourself to is past you how were you a day ago a week ago a month ago or a year ago so comparing yourself with with someone else is just a recipe for disaster Mm -hmm. and that's the that's also the challenge randy hilton says scrolling is an addiction but it's how i found legendary (laughs) you know (laughs) so it's like but it is i call it scrolliosis it's just we get into you can check your phone and if you want to freak yourself out, go look at how much time you spent on your phone over the week. You know, yeah. I think that this thing right here is, is, is uh, you know, and this is such an interesting conversation that we're having as marketers, that this very thing, the thing that can provide freedom for us is also the thing that I think is one of the worst things for our mental health. Because we stay mm-hmm. on the phone for so long, we scroll, constantly checking email. It's not just a we're addicted to it because every time we go on it, these smart little app developers know how to create apps and programs that release dopamine. And we go back like a rat looking for a hit of sugar water. We go back. We want to check our commissions. We want to check our, see if we got any likes, see if we got any notifications, any private messages. We get these damn notifications every time somebody likes a friggin' post. It's like we, to be successful, I think nowadays, in the entrepreneur and online marketing space, it's more important to learn how to manage your devices and manage your screen time to stay focused than it Mm -hmm. is to anything else because everybody has the capability to talk, to write an ad. Each one of you have that in you, but we get so we get so distracted, then we get off on a tangent, then we see something that makes us feel shitty about ourselves, we walk away, we start saying, I can't do this, what's the sense? And before you know it, we could even be depressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a slippery slope, indeed. And like you said, the, uh, the app developers themselves, they know exactly how to create all of these apps, so they're very addictive. There's billions spent on uh, research to, to 
build these apps and stuff facebook amazon they've got like endless scrolling on their apps because it's because yeah. it isn't it is an addiction and they know it um so yeah i completely agree with you it's it's uh the thing that can bring us the most uh, help and keep us connected also keeps us isolated and can be re- really damaging yeah. to, to our mental health. And that's that's true in a lot of things, right, James? It's like a relationship can bring us so much love, but it can bring us so much pain. Mm. You know, a, a, a child can bring us so much love and joy, but it can also bring us so much heartache. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know, uh, I mean, just, just, we all, anybody who's got kids raising them. I mean, if something tragic happens, so this guys, this here now, it may seem like doom and gloom, but we're just having a conversation that no other gurus are having. We're just having a conversation that nobody else is having because they don't want to talk about this stuff. They don't want to, they want to create dependent people in my opinion, or they're not aware of this stuff themselves. And they just are painting this rosy picture that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And what I would rather do is, is, is to try to help to create independent, healthy entrepreneurs who can succeed and have the, the, the battle gear, the shields, the swords to be able to uh, actually know what's coming, know where the landmines are, not, you know, all of a sudden uh, be ready to, to, to throw your computer out the window or become depressed or suicidal before you go, holy crap, wow, this is crazy that the, this, these same things that are here to help me can also hurt me. Like it's important to, to understand that, uh, you know, while these things can be a source of pain, they can be a, a source of great contribution and, and, uh, and, and success. I heard some notifications, commission notifications going off in your background. How how have you managed, especially with your history, How what are some tips that you would give people to be able to manage the comparisonitis, manage the black rabbit hole of going down, endlessly scrolling, comparing? I mean, how have you become as successful as you've become online uh, with all of these threats and an already vulnerable history. Hmm. That's, that is a tough one. And like I say, everyone's, uh, different. I, um, I, I had a, uh, a lot of tenacity when I first started where, where I was online almost every day hmm. for 12, 12 plus hours a day trying to figure this thing out. Um, so I, I had a lot of, sure nobody can relate to that. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I had a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, tenacity, but I did have a lot of free time. So I know that's, that's one thing that a lot of people struggle with is not having the time to kind of get this off. And then something else happens and they they get distracted. They have commitments that they've got, uh, that they've got to, uh, to, to commit to and get done. So it's a tough one really and i don't really have a a good answer for you um what i've what i've found is uh have you heard of the pomodoro technique Mm -mm. it's it's a technique if you look it up on youtube it's basically where you uh set yourself you set a timer on your computer so you work for 45 minutes and then you take a break for 15 minutes and you set that timer for 45 minutes. You focus on this one thing and nothing else. So if you're going to write a blog post, you're going to write an email or a series of emails, you focus on that for 45 minutes and uh, then you take a break for 15 minutes. Because I'm sure you can relate when when you uh, 
focus on something for too long your brain just gets fuzzy you don't have enough breaks and you end off going on a tangent you you're checking your email you're checking your facebook yeah. you start scrolling like you say yeah. so one of the big things that i've that has helped me is the pomodoro technique huh. uh, that's p-o-m-o-d-o-r-o if you type it into youtube yeah. it's a it's a really good productivity hack which keeps you on task keeps you focused i like that I like that. There's also some tools that you guys can use. Um, and I, I mean, especially in behind the scenes team meetings with our team, I talk about all kinds of stuff. I try to talk about it as, as public as possible, but there's so many different tools, no matter what you're struggling with. You know, if you're struggling with porn addiction, there's site blockers, there's, um, there's, uh, different tools that you can, uh, you can download. Um, uh, coveted eyes is one of them. You know, somebody somebody who's spending so much time on the computer may have uh, a porn addiction or develop one. If you're not able to stay off Facebook, um, there is uh, there time time ta uh, not task rabbit, but time. Um, you could just go on in 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 uh, in, in Google. Um, uh, you know, site blockers and productivity. Uh, apps and things of that nature. Um, but there's just, there's a lot of them. I, I used, I've used some of these, these, these blockers, which literally will, will, if you put in a certain, um, uh, you can say, keep me off all social media for the next hour. And it'll actually block your computer or browser from going on to like Facebook. You know what I mean? Um, uh, deleting apps from your phone. Like th there's, there's a lot of things that at the beginning, a lot of us are, we come right in from being a consumer and scrolling. And now all of a sudden we want to start a business and we actually have to untrain ourselves, you know, from being it, that, that, that hardcore consumer to now being a creator, being somebody who's, um, get, getting prepared to, to serve and take action. And that can require some dramatic behavior. So, I actually would like to, usually I would, you know, oftentimes I or others might say everything in moderation or, you know, take it one thing at a time. But there's there's sometimes you have to be fairly radical, in my opinion, if you want to create change, like you want to be dramatic about it, you have to be fairly radical. So deleting things off your phone, apps, cleaning things down, like these kind of things are I've gone and got a flip phone one time, James. So. Uh, I, I, I needed to sort of decompress and sort of detach because I needed to go into a thinking and, and clear my, uh, I needed to come up with ideas. I needed to make sure that I was free from distraction. So I went and shut off my phone and I, and I got a flip phone, you know, and, mm -hmm. and I actually have a flip phone. So if I go and I want to go for a walk or something like that, I have a flip phone. I also have a, an Apple watch. So if I want to leave my phone somewhere, I can, I, and I want to go on a walk or something like that to make sure that I'm not, you know, checking Facebook or whatever. Mm -hmm. I, I can just take my watch and I can still get calls on this and I can still get text messages on this. So there's ways that we can, there's tools, there's also behaviors that we can use to sort of protect ourselves yeah. from, you know, cause I, I just think, I don't think all, you know, certainly not all we're on Facebook right now. I think this is incredibly healthy conversation but at the same time there's probably somebody either above or below or a couple of slots above or below who's spewing some incredibly toxic bs the other thing that i encourage everybody to do if you are going to use social media is to clean up unfollow people unfollow yeah. any you don't even have to unfriend them but you can unfollow them permanently or snooze them for 30 days 
You can clean up your feeds to where you're only getting empowering information. Guys, do not be afraid to unfollow toxic mm -hmm. people. Yeah. I was going to say, you've got to immerse yourself in what you're doing. There's so many distractions, so many things that can pull you off. So, for example, if you're going to go all in with Legendary, go all in with Legendary. Don't start five different courses and go off in five different directions. I mean, when I first got started, I jumped about for a bit for the first few months. I looked into e-commerce. I looked into starting an agency. I looked into doing all sorts uh -huh. of things right. before I found affiliate marketing. Um and as you know, affiliate marketing is one of the easiest low stress uh, business models there is. So I decided to settle on that. I went all in on that. And then it was another four, four or five months before I started making commissions with it. So, so many people, they stop like three, three months, three weeks, sometimes even three days into something because they're not seeing results. And it's like, oh, this shiny new e-commerce thing's launching. Let's try that for three days. Oh, look at this. There's something else launching uh, for three days. And it is, it's a problem. It's like uh, so many things um in front of you you've got to put the blinkers on and just focus on one yep. thing so if you've got legendary if you've got the legendary business blueprints and stuff like that go all in on it don't yep. jump from one opportunity to another to one thing to another yep. and just focus on what you've got in front of you until you see success that might be three days from now that might be three weeks from now it might be three months from now but if you keep at it uh you you've not failed until you've actually quit that thing and and then jumped on to the next thing you know I, I think we should leave it right there. Um, you've got some some exciting things coming up. You've, you're launching your own product. You're launching your own um, uh, platform. I, you just, you know, you're doing a lot of exciting things. Um, you're, you're launching yeah. that, I think, on JVZoo or something like that. You're launching your yeah. own course or something doing on JVZoo. Doing a cross cross uh, cross promotion on a couple of different networks. I've got a book yeah. coming book coming out hopefully by the end of the year. Um, that's super exciting. The idea of the book is to kind of grab people who are contemplating suicide and then not let them go until they don't uh, until they've changed their mind. That's super exciting. Um, charity starting my own charity uh, at the beginning of next year as well, and nice. of course the product launch. So yeah, lots lots of exciting things going on, and they're all about the uh, that most of it is all about mental health, bringing people into entrepreneurship, and giving people the belief that they can that they can do something. Yep, yep, I love it, man. Um, you're a part of our mastermind, so uh, you're likely either on virtual masterminds and looking forward to hanging out again, uh, probably in twenty twenty one. Um, mm -hmm. it, it, it cannot wait to get through 2020 brother and hopefully 2020 stays in 2020 and doesn't spill yeah. over into 2021 because i'm looking forward to hanging out having some fun doing some masterminding um and, and doing some some you know have just we have a blast so um you know ma'am thanks for coming on any final words i mean I, you said a lot you said plenty um any any in last you know what if somebody what would you say to somebody who's just sitting here just skeptical and they're they're wondering hey is you know should i really should i really commit even if whether it's seven dollars or whether it's a few thousand dollars of their time or of their money but most importantly their time right because that's something we can never get back um what would you say to that person uh i would say that you miss a hundred percent of the shots that you don't take and uh, like I just said a minute ago, if you stick to something and until you see success, then there's no way you can fail. It's mathematically impossible. If you stick to something and you don't quit, you're going to succeed. Like I said, whether it's in three days, three weeks or three months from now, you're going to succeed. So pick something, stick to it and just keep going until you see the success. Nice, man. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you later. Thanks for coming on.
as always, James Neville Taylor, guys. Thanks so much for having me. All right. All right, my friends. Uh, powerful conversation. This is this is something that uh, we need to talk more about. I appreciate James coming on and being so willing to be open and, and have this conversation. This is the kind of stuff that I like to talk about. It's, it's not always the most popular conversations, right? Because it's like people want to talk about, you know, um, people oftentimes are more trained to sort of, uh, you know, um, push problems to the side as if they don't exist. But um, you know what? Uh, we, we thrive when we put them front and center and say, how do we deal with this? How do we solve this? And that's exactly what James was talking about and, and what this conversation this morning was about. So um, re-listen if you need to. Stay plugged in. We'll see you back here tomorrow, 10 a.m. Eastern Time. Wake up legendary.